I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On this Saturday edition of Finsider Daily, we talk to Jason Sarney at Orange Aquaman on Twitter, who was on the ground at Dolphins training camp for the past two days. He's going to give us his observations, his thoughts. He was up close to the action. What did he see? What did he take away? There are some things that haven't been reported in the media that he is going to touch on. Please join us on today's edition of Finsider Daily. And yes, everybody, we are here for a special Saturday morning edition of Finsider Daily. This won't be the norm once we get underway and once the season gets going, but since it is a special training camp edition and since there is news to report and some takeaways to talk about, we are here. I am here. I'll send something or not, but I am here. And I will be back with you on Monday, three days in a row or three episodes in a row. You're going to be sick and tired of hearing my voice. The bulk of this show, all of this show actually, is going to be focused with Jason Sarney at Orange Aquaman, again, who was on the ground during Dolphins training camp. Let's bring him in right now. And while we were not able to bring on Jason on Friday morning's episode because of, you know, stuff just happens in South Florida. You go to boat campers, you have a few wings, you have a few beers, and then one thing leads to another. And we were not able to get him on Thursday evening, but we have him now, and that is Jason Sarney. At Orange Aquaman on Twitter was at training camp day one and day two. Jason, you were able to see a lot of different things up close. You gave us a report yesterday that I went through and I talked about the various factors that played into what you saw and what that could mean and the takeaways from all that. Now it's your turn to just kind of walk us through what you saw, not only today on Friday as we record this, but also the very first day as well. And how did the two practices differ from Thursday and Friday in terms of tempo, in terms of players being a little more comfortable, and even in terms of Brian Flores and the rest of the coaching staff being a bit more comfortable as well? 
Well, first and foremost, Matt, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. The experience was, was totally awesome down there. And uh, if it wasn't for uh, an impromptu boat ride to Boat Campers Bar and Grill, we would have done this call last night. But it was a fun time. Had a great couple of days of practice and uh, a lot of takeaways. And the first takeaway that I can really say is we've heard this on Twitter. You've heard it all. The quarterback battle is not a quarterback battle. We have a veteran in Ryan Fitzpatrick who has this job on lockdown. And the reason why I say it's on lockdown is strictly because of the veteran leadership that he is providing for younger players. Major example in that was Mike DeSicchi. And I want everyone who is listening to kind of take the next couple of things that I say and pretty much this 10, 15 minute time with a little bit of grain of sea salt, so to speak. We have a situational team. I don't want to look at starters. I want to look at the situation that they're in. Brings me back to Jasicki. This is an individual who should not be looked at as a Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, every snap, blocking, pass catching, doing it all. He is going to be deployed in very, very specific situations. Specifically, the end zone stayed, red zone opportunities, goal line opportunities. Brian Fitzpatrick was tutoring him. Uh, a lot of private time was being taken of just things like when to turn the head around, when to put your hands out, when to create that little bit of a, you know, separation with a cornerback or a safety. He did that beautifully in the corner a couple of times, just And then what I really loved, and this is part of the veteran leadership. We have another veteran on this team that's been getting, uh, I don't want to say a bad rap, but been getting a rap that I want to defend. And that's Rashad Jones. Rashad Jones has no you know, need to provide defensive input on a tutoring session between a veteran quarterback and a second-year tight end. But what I loved to see was Rashad coming on in and providing a little bit of that defensive veteran input on what, you know, Jusecki has to get around. And it was great. And that was just one of the things why I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy that's going to help develop the young players on this team. And that is why he is the starting quarterback by a long shot right now. Now, Jason, you mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick, and by all reports coming out of minicamp, and we talked about this, I talked about this on Friday morning show, all reports coming out of minicamp OTAs was that Fitzpatrick was in charge, and he was in total command of the offense, total command of everyone on the field, and it has carried over into the first two days of camp. And I saw this on Twitter on Friday, and basically what it was saying, and actually uh, Jeff Schwartz, former offensive lineman for numerous teams, including the New York Giants, Kansas City Chiefs, and among others, now a writer for SB Nation, which we are a part of for full uh, transparency. But he had said that, you know, why would you even start Ryan Fitzpatrick? If it's if you know what you're doing, you're not competing for a Super Bowl, you're trying to build your team for the future, why would you even start him? Just put Josh Rosen, you need to know what you're going to get. Now, I don't think it's anyone's... Um, thought process that Josh Rosen will not start a game this year unless Byron Fitzpatrick defies the past 14, 15 years of his NFL career and plays lights out. We know more than likely Josh Rosen will play at some point this season. We don't know when it is. But Omar Kelly, who you actually had some time to talk to as well, Jason, and I know people are mixed on Omar and and, and so forth, but the fact of the matter, he's, he's a beat reporter. He understands uh, what's happening there, gets the inside information from the team and so forth. But he made a very good point. He said, you cannot possibly put Josh Rosen out on that field week one 
when everyone else on the team and all the coaching staff saw that Ryan Fitzpatrick was clear and by far the clear-cut number one quarterback on that team. Doing so would cause everyone to quit. And, you know, having you been there, while only two days, I think it may have been enough to kind of see what was going on there. I saw both of those tweets, uh, both the Schwartz and the Kelly tweet, and I kind of put my thumbs in my pocket because I just don't want to get into the huge debate because I'm on Team Omar on this. Uh, I really am. And getting the chance to speak with him, it has to be fit because it's a trickle-down effect. There would be sort of a, I don't want to call it an uprising or any kind of you know, internal issue, but you're, you're looking at a guy here who's been in this league for you know an extended period of time in a number of teams, a number of situations. He's come on into tutor. He's come on in to be the backup who has gotten his chance. He's come on in as a starter. And then I'm going to look back at a couple of years ago. Remember when he was a Jet? He had Geno Smith sitting there. And then he does something silly. I think he punched someone or whatever it was. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the gift of a full season. And, you know, being an, an ex-New Yorker, you know, living with a lot of Jet fans, everyone was furious. Oh, my God, Geno's not going to be around. I said to him in retrospect, you know, retrospectively, you know, this is a good blessing in disguise. And I think that this is kind of in an area where we're at now. You can't take Ryan Fitzpatrick out what he's proven so far in training camp in the first two days because people are following him. You mentioned to me earlier, or you know, when we were discussing that, Ryan Fitzpatrick, all he needs to do is say, give me your eyes. The power of that for 90-plus men, young men, to just stop what they're thinking and just look and listen, I can't tell you the power of that. And you could see it. It's palpable. He says something. People are listening attentively. And I'm not saying that Josh Rosen does not have the ability to do that. But Rome wasn't built in a day. But it certainly was destroyed in less time than it was built. And you cannot go to step C before B. I like the progression, and I think we need to see at least, at the very least, weeks one through four of Fitzpatrick. And then when we get to that week five bye, it's the perfect time of what you have if this team's two and two and 500 we're talking miracle working here yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and we've said that plenty of times and you know jason we'll have you just a few more minutes here so you can get back to what you need to do and this is jason sarney at orange aquaman on twitter he was on the ground at training camp these past two days and uh is not there anymore but uh has plenty of insight that he's sharing with us now let's jump over from away from the quarterbacks and let's just spend a few minutes on defense and, uh, you know, Raekwon McMillan getting runs with the ones and twos both days, getting run uh, some time with the ones on Fridays. Jerome Baker all over the place calling the shots uh, on Thursday and somewhat on Friday as well. Secondary guys moving all over the place. Minka moving all around. Uh, Bobby McCain playing all over the place. What has your takeaways been on the defensive side of the ball? The major takeaway is pretty much what you referenced. We have guys who aren't going to be – Tagged with a position. It's not like Jerome Baker is going to be a middle linebacker. He might play some outside linebacker. He is making the calls. He's showing leadership. They might mix up Raekwon and him a little bit. Situationally speaking, we have, you know, let's just say a young guy like an, an Andrew Van Ginkle, if he really performs well. He could be one of those guys that comes on in very specific situations to maybe break up one of those check down passes on a third and three. He's a long guy. He's a tall guy. And for an outside linebacker, 
very impressed with his, you know, the physical attributes. So in terms of tagging somebody with an actual position, you can't do that with this team, especially with a Brian Flores, who is a master scheme and situation. So you have a Bobby McCain, you have a, a Mika Fitzpatrick, who we might see line up in different areas. And to me, that's terrific because it creates confusion. It creates, you know, chaos on the other sidelines. All right, Jason, just one more for you uh, here before we let you go. Give us your three players who you thought stood out the most. I love that question. And I'm going to give, uh, give myself a quick little preface of a little tidbit I learned when I visited Hard Rock Stadium about Brian Flores and how he's going to kind of let people make this team and how he's going to do that. There are no nameplates on lockers right now. There is no claimed locker, which basically means that no one's claimed a spot on this team, which is extremely similar to what Jimmy Johnson did in his first year. A lot of people, Matt, I'm sure you know this, you know, one of the greatest stories in, in Dolphin history is Izzo. Call your mama. Tell yes, you me the Dolphin. I remember Izzo, yes. <laughs> That's basically what we are, we are here with. And I have a guy, and I think you know where I'm going with this. I have a guy who I think is going to earn one of those first three nameplates. Both of our favorites. And that's going to be in. And, and there's a bit of a legend brewing that you. And this is my first nameplate. And the first person who was, I think, making a name for himself in camp. The legend of Chandler Cox. I love it. And I got to tell I you, I wish, his la- I wish his last name, I wish his last name was Ian Badejo. But it's not. But it's okay. <laughs> because this is an individual who is going to be, as John Gruden likes to say, a joker. Or as we are going to say a lot, a hybrid. He's going to line up all over this offense. He's going to work. At, he has been working with the tight end, which tells me he's going to get receptions. He's going to punish people blocking on the outside as a lead fullback. He is going to, in my prediction, maybe get a touchdown or two, one rushing, one receiving. He stood out to me as an X-factor player. Maybe not someone who gets all the stats, all the recognition, but if we see a Kalen Balaj have a terrific 30-yard run that he doesn't get touched, we're going to look back at that video and we're going to know a reason why, and it's going to be because of a pulverizing Channel Clock's lead block. So that's number one. I love it. Number two, I want to talk about the wide receiver group because I have a guy, and I'm talking rookies here, because we know what we've seen with some of these veterans, but we have a team that's a young developing team. We've got to find the diamonds got to find the diamonds in the rough. And with the Alan Hearns signing, the thing that I noticed today was the amount of extra effort by certain fringe receivers. And when I say fringe receivers, that's no knock on them. It's just you got to be a four or five or a six on the depth chart. And you have a Bryce Butler out there who put in a lot of work today. I mean, there was a fear factor with the signing of an Alan Hearns. But there's also a fear factor with a physical freak of Preston Williams in camp. I mean, I stood next to the guy. I've seen him next to Jakeem Grant, which is one of the most comedic pictures I've ever seen in my life, with all due respect to Jakeem. But this is a physical, gifted guy who we might have stole. And we have Chandler Cox, we have Preston Williams. And then, honestly, to tell you the truth, the third guy that I would say is just making a name for himself, and you referenced it before, we, we have a defensive linebacking captain in the making in Jerome Baker. I think that this is someone who is going to be all over the field and kind of a perfect mix if I had to throw an absolute, you know, conglomerate of players in there. We have a leadership ability and we have passion like a, like a Zach Thomas and a Channing Crowder. 
And if you mix those two guys together, that's what I think we have potentially in a Jerome Baker. All good stuff, Jason. On the ground for the first two days, I love Chandler Cox just like you do. I love Jerome Baker. And, yes, I think a lot of people think that we did get a steal. The Dolphins got a steal in Preston Williams. Now, can he make that next step when the Pats come on this morning on Saturday? And can he continue his high level of play all throughout the rest of training camp and preseason as well? Jason, I hope you had a great time in Miami. Thank you for coming on Finsider Radio and being our eyes and ears on the ground. I know you have a lot more on Twitter to shoot out this weekend. You can follow Jason on Twitter at Orange Aquaman. Jason, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure, Matt. Thank you very much and happy to do it. And that was Jason Sarney. And as you heard, a lot of great things going on at Dolphins training camp. Two days in, some takeaways, some throwaways, but Always, always, everything just leads on to each other. One thing builds on the next, and that's what Brian Flores is trying to do every day. Just improve, improve, and improve. Pads come on today. Another practice going to be in the books for the Miami Dolphins. Will we get our first training camp fight? People are dying to hit each other after a long offseason of just resting and recuperating. And once those pads come on, these guys become a different beast. Keep your eyes out for that. Keep your eyes out for more Dolphins news as we head throughout the next week. No show for us on Sunday morning, but we'll be back with you on Finsider Daily on Monday morning and, of course, the rest of the week as well. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at KanataPFN for all the latest news and updates regarding your Miami Dolphins. This has been an edition of Finsider Daily. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami.